are listening to Food Trucks in Babylon, a Western Seminary podcast with Dr. Todd Miles and Dr. Patrick Schreiner. Listen as they discuss matters of faith, theology, and culture in a post-Christian world. Hey, this is Patrick. And this is Todd. And today we are talking about marijuana, and we are joined here by Jeff Lassine. He's a local pastor, and he's a pastor at Selwood Baptist Church, actually right down the road from where I go to church. How long have you been there, Jeff? It's almost six years now. Almost six years. Great. And uh, Jeff is not just known for his knowledge on marijuana, but he has written, uh, I think, a pretty important article for Desiring God. Is that where it originally yep, came yep, out? that was the first article. Yep. Okay, yep. and so he's he's known as, like, the weed pastor now because That's, of that. Yeah, it's <laughs> Did you tell me, though, that, like, people stop you and you're like, hey, you wrote that article well, on marijuana? Well, I get emails and phone calls uh, of people wanting to have long conversations <laughs> about marijuana from all over the country. Well, so we're sorry to yeah. just continue in that. Uh, but what, what it, I've become known for. Uh, you, you know what I found is it does not take much to carve out expert status on this issue. <laughs> There's not <laughs> many people talking about it's it. It's really yeah. not. Yeah, and, and, yet, and, and yet everybody wants to know something right. about it. That's right. right. So it's a, it's a relevant issue. We're in Oregon, um, and it's legal here. It's legal in Washington. And so as people are listening to this, maybe around the country, um, this is something that churches are dealing with here because it is legal in the states that are around us. And so um, we need to think biblically and well about these things. So maybe, Todd, I'll just start with you. Um, y- the way you have framed this, you go around and you speak as well to churches about this issue. I do. Is that um, this is provides us an opportunity to think about something that's not explicitly in the Bible, but still think about it biblically. Why do you think that's so important to actually engage in this type of conversation? Well, because I think it, it allows us the chance to think in a Christian manner, uh, it, it forces us to, not just allows us the chance. It, it, it forces us to do this because, uh, you know, as you know, the, the Bible is not a cookbook, right? right? Yeah. It, it's, it's not an instruction manual. It's, it's not an, an exhaustive encyclopedia of all things God. It is uh, a, a narrative of That's redemption. Right. Uh, th- there are some commands in there, but it's not exhaustive. Right. And yet we're supposed to th- take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. We're supposed to think God's thoughts after him. And, Here's an issue that uh, you will not find in the scriptures, right. no matter, right. no matter, even if you have like the ESV study Bible, <laughs> you will not, you will not find anything in there on this. Uh, you know, there might be some references to weed, but, but I don't think that's uh, really right. what the scriptures are talking about here. And yet it, it's a very significant issue with, yeah. with, with clear ethical implications and discipleship implications. Yep. Right. And you, uh, I mean, with our just fast changing culture. This is going to become more and more the case in terms of issues that aren't explicitly maybe in the Bible that we have to think ethically about. I like, you came to our church and actually did a training on it. And I, I just remember this line that you had, and uh, now I won't probably won't say it as well as you did, but um, that when it was illegal, it, we didn't have, the church wasn't ha- made to think about it biblically. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we actually fall into not thinking about things biblically because they're illegal. But actually the legalism or the, the legalization of marijuana has caused Christians to say, okay, now that it's legal, do we actually have a Christian response to this? Yeah. I think that's really helpful just in terms of framing. We should actually be doing that for all issues, whether should it's legal been. or illegal. Uh, the state shouldn't be determining what's moral for Christians, right? That's right. You know, there could be some overlap, obviously, sure. but 
and maybe in the past, uh, the the federal, local, state governments were a semi-reliable guide to to, to you know ethics. Uh, but but we can all think of examples where there's there's some things that the the state says are okay to do that we know are sinful, right? right? right. And, and, and like uh, like lust and, and and gluttony, you know. Right. And, and and I don't want the government prosecuting those things, exactly. but but we know they're sinful, right? And so just because something's legal doesn't mean that it's okay from a from right. a Christian exactly. worldview. Yeah. And so uh, one thing I do I want to get to Jeff and a question really quick here, but um, you've had some interesting uh, proposals for titles for a talk yeah. on this. So can you just give me a few and maybe we can add some other ones in terms sure. of. So um, the very first time that I, I did a talk on this was at a pastor's convention yeah. and it just on ethical issues and, and everybody made fun of it when I kind of introduced it. It was like this running joke, Yeah, uh, but it was standing room only. Everybody yeah. came. Yeah. And, and, and I called it something like the Christian and cannabis. There you go. And, and then from that point on, everybody, Hey, how about the Deacon and the doobie <laughs> or the Baptist and the blunt <laughs> or the Trinity and tree, uh, you know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the minister of marijuana, can I, can yeah, I go a for few, it. Sure. Uh, justification in the joint. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, Puff, like puff, perseverance, or huff. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, that one I haven't heard. What about this one? If you go to a Catholic church, you could say uh, Mary Jane and the Virgin Mary. Oh, nice. Something like that, you right? You could do, do that. Can wow. you think of any, Jeff? Wow. Any you know, top of your head? I, I have been uh, surprised by some of the titles that my article... I haven't chosen a title for any one of the articles that I have online, so... <laughs> Every one of them I've been a little disappointed with. Well, we just gave you a bunch of yeah. um, great titles yeah, that you great. could use. I'm yeah. sure there's other ones that we could think of. And so, you know, you can email us. If you're listening in, you can email us some great titles that we could use <laughs> that's, and steal. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, Jeff, you, you mentioned in your article that you're not into, like, quick pat answers for this issue. Why is that the case? Yeah, I, I really like what Todd just said about the, the purpose, the function of the Bible in the Christian's life uh, is not as a rule book. It's, it's to form a kind of way of thinking. Uh, it's to form a heart, form a person. By the Holy Spirit, God uses his word to form in us a disposition uh, and uh, a, a kind of thinking, a way of thinking about the world. And so I think too quickly in the past, Christians and we as a church have reached to giving quick answers. You know, we see a problem. People are getting drunk. So therefore, let's just say no more drinking alcohol. And uh, unfortunately, um, that is creating, much like the Pharisees did in certain ways, you know, a fence around the law, the clear commands of Scripture, adding a kind of second canon um, around Scripture that isn't helpful in Christian discipleship. Mm, that's helpful. That's good. Um, so maybe uh, we can get a little bit into some of the science just to begin with. Uh, I know none of us are m like necessarily medical experts on this, but... Um, maybe you've done some study on this. And so um, can you just, one of you, explain how weed cannabis works? What's the science behind it? What does it do to our brains, as far as you know? Well, there's a, that it, a lot. It, it, mm -hmm. it does a lot because there's many, many, many components mm -hmm. to uh, the, the cannabis plant, and, and, and which, which has differing, almost uh, contradictory effects. Uh, Technically, cannabis acts as a stimulant mm -hmm. and also as a depressant. It just depends on what part of the brain you're talking okay. about. Um, probably the, the biggest issue is around THC. Mm. Um, that is, it, it serves as what we call an agonist of the cannabinoid receptors in the brain. So, so basically, it's just something that stimulates it to start, uh, start releasing uh, certain uh, 
either chemicals or it, it activates receptors in mm. the brain. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for us, though, I, probably the, the most significant thing that THC does is, is it stimulates this response in the brain that causes the brain to release dopamine, mm. w- which is this kind of pleasure feeling Feels sensation right, right. Uh, chemical that, that obviously God has blessed us with. He yeah. didn't, he did not have to do it this way. Um, it, THC puts that on, on overdrive. Do you know uh, what THC stands for? Uh, I, I actually do. Tetrahydrocannabinol okay. is what it stands it's for. It's like a very, s- and then, yeah. um, so we'll just call it, we'll just say THC cause I don't think I could pronounce that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. What's do you know the difference between CBD and THC? So in um, Oregon now, um, you have CBD like um, right. different drinks now, mm-hmm. right? You have CBD uh, kombucha, beer, right, yep, or whatever. Yeah, yep. And so, uh, and, and uh, honestly, from my own story too, I, I was um, diagnosed with arthritis, and one of the things they said is to go get some CBD to help mm-hmm. with those things. Mm-hmm. And so my immediate question was like, well, is it like going to get me high? Like, wh- what do yeah. I do with this Yeah, and hopefully CBD they said no, thing? right? Um, well, the guy that I was buying the weed from was like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they did say no. And they said what you're looking for is like a topical cream, which a lot of people have used. So this is, I, I uh, actually have gone, I went into a store uh, on Hawthorne Pharma. Pharma, I've been there. Uh, and you've been to Pharma too. And I got some CBD because it's supposed to reduce inflammation. Sure. And actually mine had THC in it, ah. but it was topical. Is this like confession? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. Everyone okay. knows now. It had yeah. THC in it. And I asked the guy, I was like, so will this get me high? And he said, not if it's topical, only if you ingest it. So okay. anyways, um, it, CBD, THC, how should we think through? CBD is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid. Okay. It, it 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 there's no mind altering effects. It it might be useful. Might be might be useful in reducing pain, inflammation. Okay. okay. Uh, so the, the jury's a little bit out on yeah, that. Uh, you know, but f- from from a pastoral perspective, if I mean, you can bathe in this stuff. I don't care. Yeah. Sure. Right? I, I mean, okay. n- now there might be a a money stewardship issue at that point if you're bathing in <laughs> CBD because this stuff's expensive, right? <laughs> yeah, it is um, expensive. And I can testify yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's important, too, to differentiate between the medical usage yeah. and the recreational usage yep. of both CBD and uh, T- THC because I, I was talking to someone in the medical profession recently about CBD, and they were saying, well, it depends on what you mean by mind-altering. Like, there are some mm. people that are claiming that it's calming Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Different things like that. And so to what degree does it affect someone's mood? I, I don't know. I haven't personally used yeah. it. I don't know the, the science behind it. But I'm coming at the whole thing not from a, a scientific perspective, but from a pastoral mm-hmm. perspective. And obviously I want to learn from people like yeah. in the medical field from my tr- in my church and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Todd's right that, you know, you can – you can douse yourself with CBD and not, you know, have hallucinations. Yeah, that's right. So if you see your deacon drinking a CBD infused, whatever, we shouldn't have any issues. <laughs> All, right. All right. Is that what you're saying? No, just I to be clear. Because, yes. no. I mean, there could be questions out here about that. And I think CBD functions like an essential oil. Right. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned, I think this is good. We're not going to get into a lot uh, of the distinction. We want to get to to pastoral issues, but it just, my own question, uh, if you're using medical marijuana and recreational marijuana, is it the same composition? Are they, is it something different? Uh, Do they, they act in the same way? 
what what's the do you guys the difference between these or is there a difference um so so this is where things uh, there's need for nuance mm -hmm. because we're talking about a plant that has lots of different strand, strains of the plant. So there's varying levels of THC from plant to plant. Okay. There's varying levels of CBD from plant to plant. There's vari varying levels of other cannabinoids. You know, there's lots of other chemicals that are involved. And, and people are different, too. Yeah, so right. our body chemistry is different from, from person to person. And so uh, a, someone that is in the medical field may, might recommend a certain strain of of marijuana mm -hmm. for to address a certain issue that may have very little or no THC in it. Mm -hmm. they're, they're even developing strains that have very small amounts of THC, if any. Um, and and but for other purposes, someone that is really wanting to get high is going to look for a, a, a strain with a lot of THC okay. in it in order to yeah. affect them uh, their mood. We're, yeah. we're going to get to more of the ethics. You want to add something to that? I want to ask another question about. No, I was just going to say that. That at least from a plant perspective, there's no difference between medical marijuana right. and, and recreational right. marijuana. People use okay. the same for gotcha. both. Yeah, right. it's, gotcha. it, it's, it's just maybe the, the, the motive there. And, and, and I think it was important, too, that you said that a doctor recommends, you know, that you, you can't really prescribe sure. marijuana per sure. se, you know, because there's no mm -hmm. dosage. It makes it very difficult, gotcha. but, which is why this is such a complicated issue. Right. So from the medical side, my question is, so if there's THC in there, we're going to get to um, maybe I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here in terms of is it okay to get a high? First of all, we're going to address that. But I'm just assuming right now that there's a, n a negative view from a Christian standpoint of getting high with THC. But what if you're on the medical side and there's something about um, either the way your brain works and um, you're having issues and the certain chemical that causes you to get high actually calms down um, certain maybe uh, anxiety or, um, you know, I know the research is Very still going thing. on this, but do you have any thoughts in terms of, is, do you know of a place or a, a, a symptom or a diagnosis where, okay, this THC actually can have these medical benefits? Um, does that make, does that make my sure. question make sense? Well, there are a number of places that where we know for sure, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's scientific good, strong, like FDA scientific backing on this. FDA might not be the correct term, but um, uh, it, it it does suppress nausea. Mm. Uh, we, okay. we, we know that. It, it, it's effective. THC does suppress nausea, and, and it acts, and now this is no surprise, right? <laughs> it, it increases appetite, sure. uh, which, which okay. we all knew that. Yeah. Right? Uh, but, but no. It, Onions. It, yes, that's right. S scientifically, it does. And, and so if you're if you're sick and if you're on like chemotherapy, which is causing you to be nauseated, which is also reducing your appetite, then uh, th then uh, to be able to isolate yeah. um, these these different components, uh, it could could have really strong mm. uh, medical usage. Okay, and so are you? So if someone in your church is going through chemo. And they're saying my doctor is prescribing this. What, what would uh, your response uh, be to that? Or, or recommending? Or recommending. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Although yeah. there are some drugs that have been derived derived from, from mm -hmm. the the cannabis right. plant for okay. this very thing. And yeah, you can you can do that. Yeah, and and I'm gonna be leaning into the medical professionals at this point. When mm -hmm. when someone's going into something that's been diagnosed and is using a whatever chemical compound for uh, to treat the symptoms of their issue or, or to treat the issue itself, I'm going to be leaning into, I'm not a doctor. 
You know, yeah. I'm a pastor. That's not my area of expertise. I'm going to be dealing with the pastoral issues. Can yeah. someone be addicted to a, a prescription medication? Can right. someone misuse a prescription medication? Yes. And that's right. where right. I'll right. be involved. That's right. right. Okay. And see, I think that's another reason why this is such an, a, a helpful issue now is because there's still a bit of a stigma attached to marijuana. And, and now doctors are, are kind of recommending uh, and, and there's certainly a lot of, of, <laughs> of information out there. Hey, th- this this might help me. Uh, but because there's a stigma, Christians might be thinking, well, is it okay right. to, to do right. this? Yeah. And and I think we should have been asking that about a lot of different yes, drugs. I that's mean, right. we are right. in right. an opioid addiction right. epidemic in the United States right now. Yeah. Uh, opioids are more addictive, yes. more mind-altering. And, and there's and, probably just as many people in our churches that are struggling with opioid That's addictions right. and right. opioid use yeah. yes. uh, o- abuse problems as yeah. marijuana problems. Oh, it, yeah. probably, probably more. more. Yeah. yeah, probably yeah. more. And mm-hmm. so maybe we should have been asking these kinds of questions yeah. mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, about a lot of the different drugs that That's are prescribed. Really yeah. What about, um, I know we're doing the medical side early, but I, I just want to ask, what about medical dangers? Do we know of risks that come with this as well? Um, because we know there are some benefits and people are preaching about that and that's, but what about risks? Do we know of risks as well that are, uh, existent with, in using this? Well, you're putting smoke in your lungs and the yeah. American Lung Association doesn't like that. Sure, right, <laughs> there, right. So there's, there's, there's good solid science backing this uh, and for, for young people, especially, this is just not a good idea because mm-hmm. it's, you know, like nine out of nine did a survey to have said that, <laughs> that, that, uh, smoking marijuana interferes with brain development. And if you're at an age where your brain is still developing and, and for, you know, for, for women that could be up to maybe late teens, early twenties for men, your brain doesn't finish, doesn't stop developing until they're mm. in their late twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a, I, I think those are two of the, the significant health risks that, yeah. that need to be put out there. Yeah. And, and, uh, just observationally, um, and there's been some early studies done on this uh, associating regular marijuana use with a motivational syndrome. Oh. So, you know, which is just a fancy way of saying I've lost motivation to to yep. do certain things, to, to ambition, ambition, to live. Yep. And, and, and we see that, right? We see that in people that are habitually using marijuana. Yeah. Anecdotally. Um, and right. that anecdotally. And that was and that was a part of my own experience um, uh, before I was a Christian. Mm. Mm. Well, this has been great. I think uh, after the break, what we should jump into, um, which is just a tough issue of um, really the relationship between like alcohol and caffeine and smoking cannabis and um, some of the ways maybe it's like and unlike alcohol or like and unlike um, caffeine and, and some of the biblical texts that we could go to to kind of think well about this in a Christian way. And so after the break, we'll, we'll get to that. Hi, my name is Eric, and I'm in the MDiv program at Western Seminary. My favorite part about studying here is being able to develop those close relationships with fellow students in and outside of the classroom, while discovering how I can love God with my whole life. 
I also really appreciate that my professors care about what I'm learning alongside my personal spiritual formation. Western Seminary offers a number of programs to help students prepare for the work God has called them to do through rigorous education designed with practical application. If you are interested in learning more about Western or starting your application, visit us online at westernseminary.edu. Now, back to the show. We're still getting into the weeds about. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's good. It about was good. weed. Um, okay. Um, one of the things that we like to do each time is ask our guest or whoever's here about a food cart that you're enjoying right now. So you're yes. you're in Selwood. Yep. Is there a food cart in there Selwood is. that you're especially enjoying? Yep. And this one just opened up, and and it's literally probably 150, 150 feet from my office door. So it's really dangerous. This could be bad news for you. Yeah, it's yeah. right right across the street. They're on Tacoma. And uh, I don't know the name of it, but they have barbecue pork. Mm. And instead of rice, because I'm doing keto right now. So instead of rice, I have them do uh, fried Brussels sprouts. And this barbecue pork, and I'm sure it's got some sugar in the sauce, but I don't ask. But it's it's so, so tasty. So mm. recommend that highly. Barbecue pork. You know the one I'm, I'm just going to add something. The one I'm liking in Selwood, uh, mm. I think it's called Mumbo Gumbo. Where's that? It's over, um, gosh, there's that little food cart pod past Tolman and like down oh, past. Yeah. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? There's like a tiny little one, but yep. it's, it's, it's great gumbo food. It's yeah. really oh, good. I'll have to check and the that guy out. who works there is like really friendly. Cool. really like him. So cool. uh, I enjoy going to that one. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to get into some of the more of the ethical issues with marijuana, cannabis, and um, I think the typical questions that arise when you begin talking about this is the difference between even even caffeine Mm. or probably the closer correlation would be alcohol and smoking cannabis. So Mm. Todd has already asserted that cannabis works like a depressant and a stimulant and alcohol works in a very similar way. Now I know in the Christian world, there's different views on drinking alcohol, but here in the Pacific Northwest, um, there's only one view. There's only one view basically. (laughs) And so if this we is can, why I don't belong. In <laughs> if are you a teetotaler? I, I, I don't even like coffee, let oh, alone really? beer. Okay. So yeah. I, I just don't like bitter things at all. So obviously, the question then becomes, though, if we can drink alcohol, and uh, we could even go to some texts, maybe in terms of uh, people drinking wine to gladden the heart, so forth sure. and so on. If we can do that, and it's a stimulant and depressant, why not smoke cannabis? Yeah. Like, why doesn't this just fall into the can of alcohol and say? Um, you can't, don't go crazy with it. Right. But if you do it in moderation, you're okay. So can you maybe give us some ways that cannabis is like and unlike sure. alcohol? Yeah, Jeff. so it's a reasonable question because there are similarities, right? There are some things that overlap as far as uh, alcohol and cannabis. Cannabis, like alcohol, is an organic substance. You know, it, alcohol is a naturally occurring organic substance. Cannabis is a plant. Uh, cannabis, like alcohol, has potential to intoxicate and distort reality. Both of those mm-hmm. substances can distort our, our vision of what is real. Uh, cannabis, like alcohol, has different effects on someone who uses it regularly, habitually, than someone who only uses it occasionally. So if you have someone that has a, a glass of wine every night and then they have two glasses one night, it's going to affect them differently than someone that doesn't drink it at all. 
Um, same with cannabis use. Uh, and both can be habit-forming. You know, you, you, you get people that are in need of uh, counseling and therapy and help to break the habit. They, they become uh, reliant on each, each of those substances. Mm. But there are important ways that cannabis is different than alcohol. Um, one, one way is you can't black out or die from an overdose on cannabis, as far as I know. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe you, so that's one difference. Uh, unlike alcohol, there are many different strains of cannabis. So when we're talking about uh, alcohol. Man, what about craft beer? Well, <laughs> it's the same substance. It's same not. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, right. but, but you have THC combining with all these different cannabinoids in every different strain. Every different strain is going to be different. Um, and the way people react to them are very different, too. Absolutely. Right? Which is another difference with yep. alcohol, isn't it? Yep, yep. Um, marijuana has many different effects on an individual due to its complex chemical makeup. So uh, one article I read said there's 113 different chemical compounds. And I've heard different numbers. Some, some say over 200 uh, chemical compounds in a, in a cannabis plant. Um, another difference is that, and this is an important difference, is the Bible speaks directly to alcohol. And actually, some would say even commands its use in, a, in uh, one of the ordinances of the church. Um, and and uh, Jesus, Jesus drank alcohol. And it's really clear in, Bible, in the Bible that uh, it is not a sin in itself to drink alcohol, that there is a God-given, God-glorifying use of alcohol that's clearly... Do we know when cannabis was found? Like, do you know, does anyone know the history of that? Like, did they have it in the first century? Do we have any records of it? I, I've I'm, read I'm not a, on I'm that. not a <laughs> cannabis historian, so do you have, I'm you guys have any idea? I have here. nothing. I, I have, have nothing, nothing on okay. that one. Yeah, uh, that'd be interesting to know, right? Yeah, if there was... Be. If there was, like, if we have any evidence about, obviously, it's there's There's certainly, uh, there's certainly evidence of mind-altering drugs being used mm. uh, early right. uh, during, during biblical times. There's, there's questions about what the, what's the Greek word, pharma something or other, but, mm. but that's usually translated sorcery in the pharmacia. scripture. Yeah, mm-hmm. pharmacia. Yeah, mm-hmm. pharmacaea. That's usually translated sorcery, not... Uh, right. Not like a mind-altering drug or just a drug of any kind. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you were. I think I interrupted you in terms yeah. of you. You were going through some differences, right? Yeah. And and I think that these differences. So acknowledging that there is a special place in alcohol uh, for alcohol in the Bible that mm-hmm. it, that it, it it even says it was given to gladden the heart of man. It's a picture that points us forward to the second coming of Christ. I mean, Jesus said at the Lord's table, I'm, "I will not drink of this wine until I come again in my kingdom," and and so it points us forward to that marriage supper that we will have with Jesus in this celebratory way, and that's why I think it's really appropriate for there to be um, a, a glass of wine at a wedding that points us forward to the ultimate reality of that, and and looking to uh, the consummation of the wedding of Christ and His church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Todd, you had a story about um, a difference between one of the things you have identified in your teaching is oh. that y- um, you you went into one of the stores and asked a certain yeah, pharma. question, pharma, yeah, in terms of um, 
is there any, why don't you just tell the story? Because I think it's helpful in terms of a difference too. Well, the, the, the issue is, uh, can you smoke marijuana in moderation? Uh, you yeah. can drink in moderation. Exactly. Right. And, yep. and so alcohol or the use of alcohol becomes sinful in scripture when you drink to excess and you become drunk. Right. right? Drunkenness is prohibited. Clearly. And, clearly. Mm-hmm. and, 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 yep. and the great thing, uh, the, the great thing about the scriptures when it comes to alcohol is, is it doesn't just forbid it. It actually mm-hmm. tells us why drunkenness is yeah. a bad Very thing. Very helpful. Uh, and, and so we get all sorts of insight into that about, uh, for, for purposes of discipleship even, why drunkenness will get in the way of sanctification, why it's a sign of judgment, why, you know, so there's all sorts of different things there. And, and uh, so, but, but, but there is, clearly, as, as Jeff said, there's a place in the scripture for the appropriate use of alcohol. It, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I just got done saying that, that I don't drink, but, but, I would, but I would argue that alcohol is a gift from God. Right, and it, well, it couldn't it, you say that for cannabis? It's a plant from the ground. Well, I think you could. I I, yeah. I, 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 I think you could, mm-hmm. and, and I think we're seeing some of the benefits of cannabis, right? As, as, yeah. as different components are being isolated and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, now, where alcohol becomes sinful is at the level of drunkenness, and 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 so if we were to correlate to, we'd say, well, where cannabis then right. marijuana becomes. Right. Sinful is at the level of of, high. of, of being high, of being intoxicated, inebriated. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I so I went to pharma. Um, and, and pharma, and just to be clear. Pharma is, is just a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode sponsored by pharma. Uh, <laughs> on, Everyone on, 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 from on, Western is going to be going there. On Hawthorne Boulevard. <laughs> so I went there. Yeah. But they were super helpful. Uh, yeah. They were super helpful once I got in. Very um, professional, too. Yeah. Very yeah. professional. And, and, and they were very willing to answer all my questions. There, but one of them that I asked was, uh, "Can you tell me about like moderate use of marijuana? Right. Like, can you? Is there is there a reason to smoke recreationally uh, apart from getting high?" Mm-hmm. And and they looked at me just dumbfounded. Like, why would you ask that? question? <laughs> yeah, why would you ever want to smoke <laughs> this right, plant that's what they and ask. not get high? And, right. and, and this I, is what it means to be a Christian in the Pacific yeah, Northwest. Yeah, we yeah, ask weird questions. Yeah, you ask just dumb <laughs> questions like that. Yeah, uh, can you? And and so, I mean, I thought that was interesting. They yeah. they, they looked at me. They looked at me like it was just an imbecilic question. Yeah, right. right. I I, w- I do want to bring up one more difference between the two yeah. uh, that unlike alcohol cannabis use is strongly correlated with mental health disorders such mm-hmm. as uh, d- disassociative uh, schizophrenic disorder. Mm-hmm. So people, you will talk to people that are uh, social health, social workers, health workers that will strongly be against regular marijuana use where in the same way of someone having a beer Unless they're an alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to affect their mind in the same way over the long haul during regular habitual use. So wait, so what you're saying is uh, you can become uh, immune to it and it doesn't have the same effect on you. No, what I'm saying is... Is that what you're saying? No. So what I'm saying is with, with marijuana, it's been associated as kind of a trigger for schizoaffective disorder. Okay. Um, which is which is kind of a precursor to schizophrenia, as I understand it. Um, and and so um, someone a lot oftentimes you'll hear in stories of people that have schizophrenia mm-hmm. of them being regular marijuana users. It doesn't mean that someone using marijuana is it's necessarily going to lead to schizophrenia, but it's often a part of people's stories that have. 
mm-hmm. um, different mental health disorders. Can, do you build up a tolerance, though, to marijuana? Um, do you all know in terms of, so could, the reason this becomes practical is because we're getting to the question of can you smoke marijuana without getting high, right? That's a key question here. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, so I'm imagining uh, someone in your church becomes a Christian, they've smoked weed all their life, and they're asking, is this okay? And they're like, well, if I just do a little bit, it doesn't get me high anymore because I've built, a t- built up a tolerance. And what do you do in that situation? So it, can you build up a tolerance like alcohol? Because I know you can with alcohol. It and affects you, you differently, certainly. It affects you differently. It, it, you, yeah. you, some of the, I mean, people do report, you know, having even hallucinations uh, when they're not using it frequently, mm-hmm. where that's very uncommon for someone that's using it frequently. Um, and it, it affects you differently. Okay. So you yeah. can build up some tolerance, some tolerance, it, yeah. but it still affects you differently than alcohol is kind of your conclusion. And like a tolerance to alcohol. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's been cultivated for higher and higher THC levels as well. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, you've, you've probably heard people say that, that, that like today's marijuana is not your grandfather's marijuana, right. you know? Right. But, Okay, yeah. So, but your, in Todd, back to you, your pharma experience was pretty much that they were saying you don't, there's no point of smoking weed recreationally. You get high immediately? Is that what happens? I mean... Well, I don't think to, that's the case. Quicker, certainly. Yeah. Uh, quicker, uh, you know. I mean, just like if you were to, to use uh, uh, an edible, uh, right. you, you have to digest it, right. and it takes longer. Right. Uh, but... But the point is to get high. Uh, smoking something is a pretty quick way to get right. into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's a very effective way, short of just mainlining it, I suppose. You, you've had experience in the past with it, right? Right. Is that, so the experience, so I'm trying to, again, get to the alcohol. Someone can drink a beer and be sober-minded. That's that's correct, yeah. Can you smoke can you or smoke? ingest yeah, and I want to. And, and this is and where, well, this is where <laughs> I do want to say enter local church because there are different strains of marijuana. Okay, there are some that have very little THC, and mm-hmm. I just think that if someone is pursuing use of marijuana recreationally, mm-hmm. they're doing so to alter their minds, right. and we need to ask probing questions yeah. we need we need to ask probing questions about you know is this helping to clarify reality because i would argue that mm-hmm. even uh, a moderate use of alcohol has a clarifying on the whole mm-hmm. um that's why you drank three beers before this <laughs> no no, no i did not. not okay 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 i did not if there's any members of my church <laughs> listening to this i did not have it's any 9 a.m even, even no, if i kidding. sound like it you've heard me sound like this before so no um no, but but I would say that it's this picture, right? It's this mm-hmm. picture that's pointing us forward. This this that gives us a uh, it makes glad the heart of man, right? Okay. And it's a picture that points us forward to full redemption. So wait, okay, I'm I'm being devil's advocate here, but so sugar and caffeine is altering my mind in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. It is, is it clarifying so or distorting? If I'm addicted to <laughs> caffeine in the morning and I need my coffee. Aren't I yeah. altering something in my chemical balance to give me that energy? And then sugar is also firing off. I don't even know what it's firing off, but like we, like we, it does something in our brains. Sure. I'm, I'm not an expert on this stuff. It does. I think you could argue that you need, you actually need sugar. So maybe the right. caffeine would be a better one to stick okay. with. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So you're altering, you, we're, we're always altering mm-hmm. like mind 
sets. But so what's the difference in cannabis? Like, why can't we alter in that way? I think, I think the question to ask is it, is it being used to, uh, distort reality or to clarify? So you, you have the picture of the, you know, groggy mom that's waking up with little kids that, and she didn't get very much sleep last Mm -hmm. night. She grabs the cup of coffee so she can be more engaged as a mom right. and with what God has before her that day. And it's a gift from God in that way. Okay. You know, so yes, does it, does it serve her? Right. Does it serve her mind and her body to be wakeful and to do, to carry out what God has for her? Yes. And, and that's a good thing. Okay. So you distort, if you go and you go to the doctor and you go under anesthesia, right? You distort reality so you don't feel anything. <laughs> Yeah, and it serves you. It serves you. It serves you. It serves you that way. Yeah, and that that's why it's different, right? Because you're. Well, I would say that that's an acute issue. It's not a chronic issue. That's okay. That's a good distinction, which I think is why the whole medical issue is. That's a whole other. We we should see it as as different. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, in terms of like biblical ideas that feed into this discussion, I've already mentioned one: sober-minded. Because we hear drunkenness, and we're like, okay, so drunkenness is bad. That's clear. Yeah. But there's actually kind of a theology behind why not to be drunk. You've already alluded to that. But either of you want to give just um, kind of ethical who we are as Christians, how we're supposed to be formed, thoughts on, okay, so if marijuana recreationally, you smoke it, it makes you high, what biblical considerations then come in? I know, I know we've touched on yeah. these, but let's kind of zero in on them a little more. Well, certainly the inebriation would, yep. would be, a, right. in, we'd have to look at that. Just from a, a Christian discipleship mm-hmm. uh, perspective, at this point, uh, we are we are told that we are to be controlled by the Spirit, Amen. Uh, not not by mind or behavior altering drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, the the Christian life, I think, is to be lived intentionally. I, I I love about Jesus; he was not a bait and switch guy. He he wanted us to go in with our eyes open. He wanted us to count the cost. He wanted us to take up our our cross, and uh, and and so we're told to to. To live intentionally, no divided loyalties, no double mindedness. It, I, I mean, it, being being a follower of Christ, in in one sense, is easy, as Jesus said, "My burden is light." Mm-hmm. He says, but we're we are constantly battling the world, the flesh, and the devil, and following Jesus is not easy mm-hmm. in, in that regard. And and we need to have our faculties about us. We we need to be thinking. We need right. At, you know, uh, so uh, we're instructed throughout the New Testament to be sober-minded. Yeah, yeah. And, that's an important and, term. And, 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 of course, that means so much more than don't be drunk. Right. 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 But it doesn't mean less. Right. That's <laughs> it right. doesn't exactly. mean less. Yeah. Um, right. That. Be ready. Be awake. So those are a few. A lot of that mm-hmm. terminology. Yeah. I, I like to couch it in the bigger biblical theology, even, mm-hmm. of, of understanding what is the goal of mm-hmm. our Christian life. What What is the goal of redemption? And, and one way to look at the fall is, is that, distortion of sin came in to this world it affected the so affected us so that we don't see things as they really are mm-hmm. um, that our hearts became confused and so the journey of redemption is to clarity to seeing God and experiencing him in our physical bodies yeah. in in the resurrection as he really is and does marijuana move us closer to that mm-hmm. goal down the line in that goal or further away from it. Mm-hmm. And in every pastoral situation I've come across so far, it's been the latter. It moves us further, further away. away 
from that goal of experiencing and knowing the reality of the glory of God in our physical bodies as we were intended to. Yeah, you, you, so sin sin always comes masquerading, yeah. doesn't it? It, it, it distorts. It, it, it never presents itself as it actually is. Yeah. Because I think that if we saw sin for what it actually was, we wouldn't do it. Right. We wouldn't do it. Um, now, it's, it's easier to see sin as it actually is in other people, mm-hmm. right? you, you know, because we've all been in situations where people are telling us, hey, you know, th- I'm, I'm thinking about doing this. I know it's not the right thing, but I, I think it'll be best for me. And, and we're like, man, I, I, I'm not a prophet, but I can see you're just, you're just racing off the cliff. Yeah. Th- this is mm-hmm. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And, and your pathetic justifications for this yeah. thing. Uh, 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 You've got to be right. kidding. Yeah. You've got to be mm-hmm. kidding. Mm-hmm. It's, it's harder to detect that in ourselves, sure. isn't it? Yep. And Todd, in your talk, I, I remember you using, will you just asked this question, will cannabis use enhance the Christian's ability to use his or her gifts? And I think that actually relates question. both to the medical side, mm-hmm. because it could help in that sure, side. But then in a recreational side, are you actually uh, more in tune with your gifts mm-hmm. and using your gifts for the local church, for the glory of God, for the kingdom, and so forth yeah. and so on? Or are those actually being depressed and dampened? Because of the use, and I, I think that's a great question to ask. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's one of the a clarifying question where so caffeine, as you described, sure. it might actually help. Right, right. Yeah. You know, for myself, I, I, I love, I love caffeine. Yeah. I, I, I hate the way I feel when I'm chemically dependent upon mm-hmm. it, though. And so I'm constantly saying I, I can't create an artificial dependence on this. And the thing that's nice, if I'm not just just on caffeine all the time. And because at that point I'm just maintaining headaches, right? right? Or, 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 or trying to relieve them. Um, but if I'm, if, if I don't have that chemical dependence, then I can actually use caffeine strategically mm-hmm. uh, and, and intentionally, occasionally. And it's helpful at that point. In terms of suffering, it seems like sometimes it's used for just fun. And then other times it could be used as an escape mechanism. Mm-hmm. What, how would it relate to a kind of biblical view of suffering? Yeah, that's. I, I think that's a helpful question. You, so, to, because the the thing I've run into is that it seems like as I go to churches and talk that that the, the response I get is people are smoking uh, pot for for kind of two broad reasons. One is just the the euphoric sense mm-hmm. of of being high, and and another is just to anesthetize. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think both of those have troubling discipleship. Implications, but the anesthetizing is probably more so. Yeah. Um, And not just marijuana, all kinds of ways that even, and this bleeds into the medical discussion is, is are we just seeking to alleviate and escape any form of suffering in a way that scriptures would, would warn us against (laughs) How, how many of the Psalms would be, uh, written if, uh, David was, you know, uh, high. Yeah, there you go. No, that's that's what we question. should title this. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the next title. <laughs> I think, I think that's a, a a a very good point because in America we think suffering avoidance is critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Bible doesn't treat suffering that way. It yeah. it, it treats it variably. Uh, yeah, don't be a masochist. Don't right. suffer just for the sake. We want to help serve people that are suffering. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so relief of suffering is a biblical theme. Sure, but also. Uh, the, the lessons learned through suffering and enduring through suffering that and, and so you come away as you as you put together like a biblical theology of, of suffering that 
avoidance of suffering is not the priority necessary. This side of glory, yeah. that is not the the mm-hmm. aim, the mm-hmm. ultimate aim, this side of glory. And although that's what modern society basically is preaching, to right. oh. alleviate every form of suffering that's that right. you can. And yeah. Obviously, with, we want to address it with compassion, but mm-hmm. according to the scriptures, suffering produces something in us. That's right. Produces character, something more endurance, important. formation. It, it yep. can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, two maybe final questions pastorally. Um, what do you do? You're in a church. You're a pastor, youth pastor, discipling someone, and they're smoking weed. And w- how do you? I mean, we've addressed <coughs> probably the um, background kind of ethical issues, biblical issues, but um, I, I guess I'm getting more to is this a discipling or discipline issue? Right. Um, it, what what like, what do you say to that person at this point? Obviously, I think some of the stuff we've said already would be a, a huge part of that conversation. But what if, and just to get more specific, um, they disagree and they're like, I, you know, I just disagree. I think I should be able to do this. And, but I want to continue to come to your church. Um, yeah. uh, like, w- w- what do you do pastorally or a youth pastor? There's well, if you're a youth pastor, I, I, I think it, what has been said in the past can still be said. It's illegal for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and it's right. illegal for a good reason. Right. It's a good reason. So uh, w- we could start there. But but then you want to lean into it a little bit more. Uh, why? I think that's really good, yeah. What is going on in your life that you feel this need for either the pursuit of pleasure right. or are you anesthetizing something because because the scriptures don't want us uh, mm-hmm. you, you know not scriptures the, the, the scriptures teach God doesn't want us to just anesthetize our problems he wants us uh, to go through the hard work of sanctification to right. to deal with with these things and uh, most of the time we're not just depressed because we're depressed and and there are people who struggle from depression for that uh, a lot of times, People are depressed because, quite frankly, they ought to be depressed. Right. <laughs> and right. they, they've got some things they've got to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I, I think the, the job of, of a pastor and elder is to, is to come alongside and say, let's begin to work on these uh, things with you. Uh, well, is there sin in your life? Is there identity issues? What's, what's going on uh, mm-hmm. with you? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really good, Todd. I, I would want to encourage a pastor at this, when someone's saying, you know, I, I smoke marijuana and I think it's good, um, that this is where I would want to tell the pastor, don't jump to the pat answer and saying, well, stop it. But but ask good right. questions. Right. Get right. to the heart of the matter because the way you're going to serve that individual is by them seeing why it's not good for them or beneficial. You may All the warning signs might be there for you and you may see it's really bad for them and you're right, uh, but you need to help them see that by answering asking good questions and giving them a worldview mm. that the scriptures give. That's good. So it's a discipling issue initially. Initially. And do you think, be. what if what if it continues and they say they reject the pastoral care? What what, what happens then? <laughs> what, what do you think? I mean, obviously, I, I it's hard to answer that question. I acknowledge because every situation is different. Every situation is different. We have had, you know, issues in our church where marijuana has been part of uh, what has led to a church mm-hmm. discipline issue? Um, usually, by that point, there's a lot of other things. It, other yeah, things as yeah, well. If yeah. someone is just right. habitually smoking marijuana, not wanting the counsel of the church, and right. and ignoring the counsel of those around them, yeah, it's good to talk about though, because I think yeah, it maybe even states where it's not legal, there could be kind of as you said, just to like stop it. That's terrible, right? 
But we need to think, I mean, this whole episode has been, we need to think biblically and ethically and well about these things and not just kind of, like you said, jump to, this is anathema for us. Sure, yeah. We, this is something we need to think through well and use it as a discipleship means. And communicating love and care and concern. Yeah. You know, this is this is the reason why we want to talk about this is not just so that you can check off the boxes, is but but because we're invested in your life That's and the right. outcome of your faith. We yeah. care about you. Right. Should this be addressed from the pulpit? This issue, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely, yes. When you come across texts about sober-minded mm-hmm. and drunkenness and so forth and so on, or just a special teaching on it, sure, you, you think it's worthwhile to be bringing up? Yes, okay. yeah, we need to engage the issue. That's why you guys are having the podcast. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for coming it's on with us. Here. I think it's been really helpful, and uh, we appreciate it and hope this has been helpful for everyone who's listened. Thanks for listening to Food Trucks in Babylon. The music you hear is provided by our friends at Humble Beast Records. If you like the show, please leave us a review and feel free to subscribe. To learn more about Western Seminary, visit us at westernseminary.edu.